This podcast is brought to you by the founders of Chabra Chai, an authentic and completely sugar-free chai tea company. This series, our theme will be inspiration. You don't have to save the world to be inspiring. And our friends are perfect examples of that, inspiring us every single day by being unapologetically themselves. Hi everyone, welcome back to the No Added Sugar podcast uh, on our Story to Inspire series. Um, today we are joined by my very, 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 very close and special friend, Malik. Hi guys. Hi. <laughs> How are you, Malik? I'm good. I'm actually really excited to do this. This is my first podcast. Oh my God. Because yeah. Malik actually uh, got me into podcasts when you, sp- yeah. Yeah. Because you were the first one that mentioned podcasts and then I started listening to it. Change your life, right? You did. And you now did. you're on one. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the circle And soon come her own, guys. Stay tuned for Malik. She's got a big sister. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you just got back from holiday? Yeah, I came back from Lisbon last night. How was it? It was so nice. The weather, oh, you need to leave the country more because this London weather's not for me. Mm. Like, it was 12 degrees, but sunny. Oh, it was only 12? Oh. Yeah, but sunny. This is what I'm okay, saying. Okay, but Malik, you were giving me t-shirt weather. That's not t-shirt <laughs> No, what so, I you, the sun. No, 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 Casey, your jacket in, was on the floor. Yeah, I didn't need it. I didn't, have a, I didn't take this jacket out. Oh, okay. Face. I was going to say, you didn't just take it off. Oh, no, 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 no. No deceptions I mean, I happened. Like, I didn't take a jacket out. When I say, actually, no. The first day was 12, the second day was like 16. Okay, so that's we got warmer. Right. Yeah. But it just I mean, so Casey would still sunny. be wrapped up. Oh, yeah. With I wouldn't be bringing a t shirt on holiday. Malik mm. is hashtag team leave the land. Oh, yeah. yes. Leave the land every year. Yeah. <laughs> so we now leave the land 2019. Okay, next year, leave the land yeah. 2020. Etc, it's, yeah, it's an ongoing thing. I love, I love it. that. Is it important? Leave the land. I don't remember when I. I think I said it to someone as a joke because someone was like, oh, like, why are there so many holidays? I was like, we have to leave the land. <laughs> Best things happen when you leave the land. Because when you think about it, right, when you book a holiday, you're then motivated, then you work harder to go on another holiday. Or you start going to the gym. Because yeah. the holidays yeah, are that's true, actually. Time Booking Everything holidays. Everything good comes from holidays. Yeah. As you get excited, you've got Literally. happiness. I saw a tweet and it was like, um, I can't do this gym thing. I think you retweeted it. I sort of can't do it, so I'm just booking more holidays. <laughs> I, <can't laughs> do that. I have targets. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> leaving the land improves. When I know people that don't get much done in this here London, uh, you don't they don't leave the land. Yeah, they don't leave Because the they land. just stay here and just procrastinate. And mm. I wanted to talk to you, Monique, because you also went on a... Well, you're quite keen on solo holidays as well. Yeah. Mm. Which... Um, it's rare. Right? I love the... It's rare. Not many people do it, and I just really love the idea. Where yeah. did you last go? And so, how does it feel being, like, on your own when you do that? Yeah. Yeah, so the last... So the first one I did was Madrid, and then the la- I went to Nice on my own, what, three weeks ago? Which wow. was, like, quite a random one. You month. are off. Yeah. Leave. 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 Fist bumped it. <laughs> Do it with me, guys. <laughs> no, but you know what it is? A lot of. I wasn't really. I'd seen, like, you know, when you see on Instagram people doing it, and I was like, not for me, because I don't do hosteling really. Yeah, no. Because Hostel- I'll, I'll be the one no, that gets robbed. No, there's no such thing as hosteling. There is. I believe in the hostels, don't worry, but I, I, I see what you That's one out of four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. So Hotels I also, only. On, I need fresh towels. I need and fresh water yeah. and privacy and I need to lock my door and at someone night. Someone needs to clean my room. Yeah. I'm sorry. You put a little chocolate on your pillow. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. Bed. <laughs> if you think we're doing bunk beds with strangers, no. come against us. You're hearing the creaking of their sex 
sound. I'm not as a 23 year old. I can't spend my money to be respected. I spent money to come here and now I'm uncomfortable. I'm leaving the holiday pissed off. I'm dirty at the money I Probably my things will be stolen. I've probably got a passport no more. It's probably been hacked. So I was always like, I'm not sure this solo holiday thing was for me because I kept in hostel ones. Then my friends did one to Barcelona and they did really nice holidays yeah. on their own. And I was like, I could do that. Sometimes treat yourself. Yeah. So then Madrid, I got like on a last minute.com deal. So I was in like a five star hotel. It was like super bougie and really nice. But it's nice to just spend time alone. Yeah. I think in London, like I'm a yes person. So I'm always like around people. And I love my friends and I love spending time with people. But you, and when you think about it, when was the last time you spent like two days just on your own, mm. like just in your never, company? Never. I don't think I can. Yeah, like doing what you want to do. No one telling you to do chores. Oh or yeah, do that's this. sick on holiday as well. Yeah, it's like, I don't have to do what you want to do on holiday. Exactly. You just everything I wanted to get done was done. Like if I wanted to have a nap during the day, I'd have a nap, and not yeah. be like, oh no, we paid to be out. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sleep now. <laughs> so yeah, so then I did Madrid and I loved it, and I was like, okay. And it's also really good to like clear your head because yeah. you just have time to. Like, like one of my friends did it and he was like I'm so motivated right now and I was like you're exaggerating then I did it I was like you do come back feeling really like clear head I'm ready to come back and attack whatever the thing yeah. is you're looking at or working mm. on so I loved it and then and some people are like why do you do it with your friends I have friends but I have to do everything with yeah. my friends yeah. like there's going to reach a point when you're old or you've got kids you're married whatever where you can't just leave your kids and go on a solo yeah. holiday yeah. so I'm like let me do these things now so by the time when I, it's hard to do those things, or every family, every holiday, I've got my two-year-old crying on the plane and stressing me out, <laughs> I'll know, I'll remember back in Madrid when I was happy yeah. and peaceful. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're making me want to book one. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah. I'm into, and it's so the way you good. made Madrid sound as well was like, it was the perfect first solo holiday yeah. to go on. And it's whenever you're available, it's not like, okay, so when can you do? Yeah. When can yeah. I do? No. Let's yeah. put a date in And like, it's, it's just like, I want to see that. Yeah. Some, if you go yeah. with other people, they might not be interested at all. Literally, yeah. like, and it's so nice. And Madrid was good because it had loads of different things. Like, there was the city area. There was, like, the, they have loads of parks in Madrid. Yeah. It's very safe. It's very diverse. Like, you could walk around. And I wouldn't go on a solo holiday to a really deserted area or yeah. really Hell neat and quiet town. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I need there to be we a lot city. of people. Mm. And I need to know the police can get around fast. <laughs> yeah. you know, I need to know the police can find me within 10 minutes. Yeah. I think my mum had trust issues growing up. Because, like, <laughs> we used to go on holiday, yeah. How unsafe did you feel? Yeah. It was just, she would just do it. Like, she would put a chair in front of a door. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't understand if you're on your own. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I used to say to myself, do we have enemies here? Yeah. <laughs> so, on these holidays, who are you getting sick pics of you? The strangers. Like, it's crazy. So, when I first went to Madrid, I wasn't, I think it took me a day to just work it out. And now I have criteria. So, I'd only ask women who don't look like sprinters. <laughs> so like, they can't run fast. Yeah, like, if you're in gym wear, I'm not asking you, because you, you look fit. So, yeah, I don't ask, like, I'll never ask a man, because I'm not fighting you. Yeah. So and also, people, like, men don't want to put effort in the pit. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And then I only ask people that look like they have Instagram. Because so they, look like they, they look like they do. They one phone, it's wonky, and they're like, here you go. I need yeah. you to look like you care about images. So you could take more than one. Right. And mm. also, I'm very comfortable with asking, and then if you, I don't like it, I'll say thank you, and I'll wait in the exact same <laughs> spot <laughs> until someone else comes by, because 
I won't post that. Oh, I don't like that one. Some people are nice and they're like, oh, you know what? I don't like the pictures that I've taken. I'll retake them. Yeah, exactly. Mm, Some good. people, like, once you find, because if you think about it, if someone loves you, you would make an effort, right? I definitely would. So if you, don't look just, good. you have to just find people that mm. look like, like when I went to Nice, oh, I asked these three Asian girls, my girl was squatting. Then she's like, oh no, move here, move My there. friends aren't even doing that. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> I, I just said, your Instagram must be incredible. I'm a whole stranger and you're yeah. really telling your squat. I do that. Like, if I don't squat. But if, if they ask, I'm like, oh, can I take another one? Like, I'm not, yeah. I don't like that one. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or at least like do landscape portrait. And also I'll tell them where to stand. So like, you know when someone's like, oh, what do I do? I'm like, no, you stand here and I'll move to <laughs> yeah. where I want yeah. to be. So there's no time for you to... Like, if I want it in a landmark and you miss a landmark, yeah. Yeah. we now got to go again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not making any mistakes. <laughs> we have no time to waste. Oh, you don't have it in, Mid- oh, in Madrid, right? It's so embarrassing, but it's quite funny. So there was a guy of a dog... It was, I went in June, so it was really sunny. Yeah. Everyone had sunglasses on. And this guy of a dog. And I was like, oh, this is before I decided to do the no guy rule. All right. I was like, let me ask this guy for a photo. It turns out he was blind. Oh, um, my God. It was very tense. Oh. I had to walk away particularly fast. Oh. and I, Not that he could <laughs> see. <laughs> but it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> And Wait, so I what did he say to you? No, because when I said, can you take a photo? I oh then realised he had a stick. When you oh, had a ground And the dog was a guide dog. It wasn't his cat. <laughs> Malik, we know that you have talked quite widely about what you do, um, your job, your work, yeah. your career. It'd be nice if you could share a bit about that, how you got into it, what you do, etc, etc. Cool, yeah. So I work in advertising. Um, if you know what it says, I don't want to be patronising. But advertising is basically like, promoting products so mm. we have we work as an agency we have lots of different clients so i work on music labels and nintendo and they'll come to us and say okay we have a new album out or we have a new game and we need to promote this and get people to know about it and then we'll work out the best way to help people hear about it so whether that's through social media uh, tv adverts billboards radio adverts we'll just find the best way to spend however much money you have to make sure that the right audience hears about it so mm-hmm. I guess that's so you can either have advertising in agencies like what I do, yeah, or you could do it in house where you only work on one brand. So if you only worked at Nintendo, like if it was Nintendo and you mm-hmm. did in house, you'd only ever work on their things. Yeah, but if you do it an agency, you'll work on lots of different clients. And in terms of like, so for people who listen to you might be starting out in advertising because. I know what it is, yeah. but I don't know what it is. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. kind of experience would would they like would be best? Like, do you need experience? What yeah. skills would you like need? Yeah, it's weird. So I think like degree and all of those things wise, people that work in advertising come from everywhere. Mm. So like with where I work, there's no hard the smallest percent of people actually studied marketing or advertising. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't I studied hospitality and tourism. So mine's is not Mandelia. related. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not related. Yeah. So you don't need a degree in it. It's more just, I think it's good to just have life experiences. Like in advertising, you want your workforce to be as diverse as possible. So Mm. you want different races, different ages, genders, people from different parts of the country. You don't want everyone to be from London. Yeah. Because otherwise... more creative. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you like, if we're doing a campaign in Manchester and we're all from London, it'd be fake of us to know what would be right for them. So you need a very diverse thing. So it's not, with advertising, it's not about you need to come from this or do this or I've studied X, Y, Z. It's more just about owning what you have and owning your experiences and owning what your niche thing is. Like, 
I know that I'm like, the black girl that listens to hip hop music and da 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 da. So yeah. when it comes to those things, I know that my opinion is from a consumer point of view because I grew up listening yeah. to those things. Yeah, like usual strengths. Yeah, so it's just about like knowing what you're knowing what you're interested in, and obviously like. I didn't choose... I was very fortunate that I got the clients I wanted, but I didn't actually choose them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't... Normally, you get slotted into where they think it'll suit you best. But so you, you don't get to pick what kind of advertising you want to get into? You can say, like... So with us in the interview, they said, what area? So, like, I work in the TV team, for example. Yeah. So you could say, like, oh, I'm really interested in radio, I'm really interested in social... Mm-hmm. Digital or something. But at the same time, the people that hire you are normally very good at knowing no. what you'd actually be good at. Because yeah. sometimes, mm-hmm. like, everyone is interested in social media normally because they have it. That doesn't mean you'd be good at working yeah. on it. It yeah, just means that you know how to run yeah. your account. There's a yeah. difference. So I think with advertising, it's quite... As long as you have interest in things and you have certain things you're interested in and you're good at... And it's also about relationships. That's the most important thing to have. You have to be good at communicating. And even on a casual... Like, talking to your team or talking to, like, the people that you work with outside the office, relationships are what keeps advertising alive as an industry. So if you're... You can be shy, though. Like, I think there's this misconception that... To do advertising, you have to be the loud, outgoing yeah. person. We have so many people in the agencies that are very introverts and they're very shy. They just you can be shy and still communicate yeah. well. Yeah, it's about communicating well, not how whether you're loud or quiet. Because you need a mix. Because if you can't all be loud, yeah, if you, people <laughs> that you're talking to don't like loud people and you're all loud, yeah. you're, you're sort of messed yeah. up from the go. So it's not about volume or you know like cocky or da da da. It's just about having an authentic voice and being able to communicate what you need yeah, to clearly like and efficiently. Authentic voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's a misconception of advertising that everyone's allowed. Oh my God, I love Twitter and mm. my Instagram <laughs> has 7,000 followers. Yeah. Like, people normally don't have that. And you mentioned um, like that you have, a, like it's best to have a really creative and diverse workforce. Yeah. But for me, well, my personal understanding of advertising before you, yeah. like, you started working in advertising was like, um, have you seen that show Mad Men? Oh, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. It, it, I love that show. Like, I just love it. <laughs> I haven't it. watched it, but I know what you're talking about, it's, yeah. For those listening, it's like this, basically, it's um, this advertise, it's this series about its advertising firm in um, America back in the day. Um, like, in I don't know, the 60s, yeah, 70s kind of that, time. Yeah. But um, it's very, like, everyone looks, the, not everyone looks the same, but there's, like, the two guys that lead it who are really, like, good-looking, suave, white males, and then there's no females. The only females in the company are PAs. And then, um, like, you have, like, the creatives who have, like, curly hair. Like, it's all very... It's (laughs) such a good show, but... The, the whole point of it Stereotypical. is very, yeah. like, it's a white male industry. And then the, the thing that happens is a woman joins and she joins as, like, a, a, like an assistant. But she, by the end of the series, spoiler, she's, like, a really good advertising yeah. person. Yeah. So for me, my understanding of advertising was a male industry. Yeah. Predominantly white. Yes, this was in America at a time where it, we were very segregated and black people weren't really in these roles anyway. But that was, like, my idea of it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Have you seen even though you're still starting out in your career, is that something that's known within the industry? Mm-hmm. Is it yeah. changing? I think, like, it, like Mad Men is, was pretty accurate of how it was. I think advertising is still... I think we've come a long way in, like, the diversity thing, but yeah, it's still got a long way to go. Company, it sounds like it's really Yeah, diverse. like, we're quite lucky that we are quite diverse, but then there is still so much you can do. Like, I know that if we go to conferences... Like, I'm quite lucky that we get to go to, like, conferences and events about advertising... I'm normally the only black woman in the room. Mm. I'm normally the youngest in the room. It is 
very much still a white man's game. But you'd think, mm. like, to make it cool wow. and, like, engaging for everyone, it would be younger people yeah. and more ethnically diverse. That's a weird thing. I think, like, for a long time, they got away with just not being like that. So, like, when you look at the lower people lower down, it's normally more diverse and higher up. Yeah. Mm. But I think they are doing a good job of sort of making an effort. But I think there are so many campaigns that went wrong because there was no diversity, like yeah. that Pepsi, Kendall <laughs> like, Jenner thing. Yeah. 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 Mm. Like, so there are so many... Ta- like, and I think to a consumer, it's so clear when you're like, there was no woman in that room. Yeah. There were no black people in that room. Yeah. I think because it goes wrong so often, they now realise the value of having diverse It should be the voices. most diverse industry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be 100%. But I think so many times you're like... Because the funny thing is, yeah, you need so many people to sign off a campaign. Like... Because it's not like, oh, I have an idea. I said it to my one client and it's done. And mm. then it just exists. Yeah. It normally is a very collaborative, lots of different parties. So when you see like that Pepsi ad with Kendall Jenner, oh, I was like, how did, how did it get through? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, how did... Because even that H&M one, I don't think they intended to be racist. Mm-hmm. I think it was just really lazy. It was the guy, it was like... Little the boy, boy and a monkey. And was wearing yeah. like a monkey. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> It just and doesn't like, make sense. After that, there was another Chinese like, boy with a ramen noodle yeah. thing. And I was just like, it's just lazy. And I just think, if there was someone <laughs> in the room that would have spotted that, yeah, you would have saved mind. millions. Yeah, that's what I thought of the idea, because you need to be kicked out. You're yeah, it's not very creative. Mm-hmm. And, I just, yeah. and I think also, like, with that H&M one, they just handled it badly. Like, mm. if we say, like, if people say that they're offended by it, you saying it's not racist isn't really helping no. yeah. this situation. Like, <laughs> just remove the that. The thing you did wrong and just pull it, like... But I think, like, the Pepsi just one... making people more angry. Yeah. yeah. Like, Pepsi knew fast it was bad. So they pulled that Kendall Jenner ad fast. But I do still think it was still ridiculous. Like, mm. Kendall Jenner should have accepted the job. Suddenly, yeah. everything is over. She's offered some Pepsi and... Yeah, she had a Pepsi and suddenly there's world peace. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that simple. Sis. All it took was yeah. Kendall Jenner. Why didn't we yeah, know this? Like, like, all of those protests we've been at. Where has she been? Why are we outside protesting? Kendall's here. Yeah, like, oh, if we just had a Pepsi. <laughs> oh, the world would be a different place. So it's weird. Like, I think wow. they. it's definitely still a way to go before it's truly the diversity because even like with like gay people now there's like different types of gay like in that whole scale and, and mm, how you identify yeah, yeah. yeah and all of those type of things in advertising that's still not very well represented yeah and it's like if we had like i don't work on any clients that really target those people but if i did i wouldn't be the best person to do no, it i'm not yeah. i'm just mm. a straight black woman you basically just have to constantly evolve in advertising yeah. you can't it can't be on the back of your mind like oh and it also, you can't do quotas. Like, I think some industries, quotas work mm. for them, and it's cool. So you're against diversity quotas in advertising? I think in advertising, it's just like, you end up, it just encourages laziness. And I think quotas are so reactive. Like, quotas are a thing of, once we have people apply, we then want some of the ones that get in to be black. Mm. Yeah. I think it should be instead, why why are this many black people not applying? Mm. Why are there only 10 black people yeah. applying out of 1,000? Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's what you should be looking at. Mm. Rather than looking at, oh, well, out of the 10 that apply, we actually have to give six of them a job to meet our quota. Yeah. You should instead look at, at who's applying and what do they fit into. Because yeah. a lot of people, only white people apply. And the reason is because the way you're posting the job, there aren't many black people in those groups. Yeah. Or in or, that space. To in that space. To or apply. the events that you go to yeah. to promote your company 
only attended by white mm. males. So then so you're not going to be surprised yeah. that white males only apply. Yeah. Yeah. So it's instead of saying of being proactive and being like, well, how do we get the awareness up to all these demographics yeah. so that we actually have a rich pool of applicants and then we'll, we can pick, we can pick one, fairly. Yeah. Mm. But I just think quotas are really, I think they can work well, but I just think they're so reactive yeah. to yeah. problems. They're not, yeah. It's not a proactive thing, really, yeah. because you're still the same pool of people applying yeah. every year, year in, year out who are normally people that's parents have worked in advertising mm. or they have very well connected so yeah. they've got mm-hmm. in, that's not helping anyone. Yeah. Or like, oh, we'll give the one poor black person in the hood an internship. <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's true. It's like it's one person. Yeah. Like, it's like, come on, like, how are you going to help loads of yeah. them yeah. be aware of what happens yeah. in advertising? Like, doing yeah. one internship where one person gets yeah. a job. I think and we're meant to be like, amazed. Like, yeah. This, yeah. I think quotas, like, yeah, like, oh, oh thank you so much. Like, it's good and I think quotas as you said do work but it's all about coming to like the root cause of the issue and I actually think that applies for every industry and I think advertising more so in the sense that you need to have that creative ability and if you just let in people of a certain race and don't actually dig into their like what they can actually bring do you think that puts people off applying because I think they they have that perspective Mm. that it is full of white males yeah I think some people think that they don't fit into advertising or they don't like even like I was talking at um, Kings the other day to people about advertising and this girl was like, every time I've done internships there, I don't think I fit in, so I'm thinking maybe it's not for me. And I was like, not fitting in in advertising is the best thing possible. Yeah. Like I work in, a, well, now there's two girls, but my immediate team is mainly boys. Yeah. And so when I, on my first day, I was like, oh, I'm the girl here. Like, You've got I'm a fresh perspective. Yeah, and at first I was like, oh, like, we're so different. But I know, not in a cocky way, but I know that I add value to the team because my experiences and my perspective are so different yeah. yeah my taste in music is different to them so i could add something that. yeah and there are genres that they are much better than me because they they listen to them and they love them but i am very aware that my opinion has value and that i know things from an authentic space so in advertising if everyone fits in it's bad yeah and it's also a thing of like you can't have companies where everyone employs their friends. That's a dangerous culture to have. Because <laughs> when you you have a friend... Because you're all thinking friend, the same. Yeah, yeah, your friends are normally you very similar done. to you. Yeah. So if you're employing people that act and think the same way as you, your output's got to be the same as it yeah. was last mm-hmm. year. You're not going to evolve or anything because you're just growing in similarity. Yeah. You need to pick people that that are so different and like you almost want to disagree with. Yeah. Like if you're having a brainstorm and you're like, oh, yeah, it's a great idea, everyone. Yeah, you want someone that has a completely wacky idea. Like there are people I work with that I'm like, I don't get your brain. Yeah. But I respect that what it comes yeah, out with. Yeah. But I would never think if you ask us the same question, our our answer would be ridiculously yeah. different mm-hmm. because the experiences they've had to me and the things they're interested in are just naturally different. That's not a bad thing. That's yeah, how it's quite nice you get the best for your clients. Yeah, because yeah, our clients also want that's what they're paying us for perspective yeah, yeah. Mm. otherwise they do it themselves yeah otherwise they can just yeah, yeah. try and have a good crack at it themselves yeah. so it's like if we can't offer them rich perspectives then we're not working well as an agency so i think you do have to push the boundaries and if you think something's wrong or you disagree with something it's not about just saying that's about mm. having a solution to yeah. it yeah because if you're just a problem person and everything's exactly. no, 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 yeah no that doesn't that's work. a bit like dead weight yeah. like you'd, you'd be fired on the yeah you need to at least even if you don't have the exact solution something positive or some sort of direction that you think would make more sense is more useful yeah. yeah like have something positive or something oh what well, have you thought about this yeah rather than just be like no i don't like that yeah. yeah i think that's also something i'm working on because 
I do when I don't agree with something I sometimes immediately voice it and I'm like yeah I do that I try not to say that work but like in general like <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh no but then I'm like hold on like okay you're saying no but what are you actually bringing to the table you're just yeah. saying no so I sometimes think, the idea is so bad it just needs yeah, to shut down but yeah. then sometimes it's like okay <laughs> wait just stop for a sec let me just think about how I would or how this can be made better and then it's so much more powerful coming with like that's great but like what about this yeah. or like yeah. rather than that bit let's do this bit yeah. Yeah. and yeah, exactly. I think like I think it's like also that thing of like what's making your life easier to other people's like sometimes my natural thing is like I don't like that yeah. then I'm like Malik that doesn't work for you mm. but for the thousands of people this is for yeah. it yeah. might be a good thing mm. for them so like get out of your perspective for a minute yeah. and look at the broader picture because I think sometimes in work you just want to do what makes your life convenient so you don't want to do things life. that add more work to you yeah. that will help others yeah. like, okay <laughs> actually, I'm getting yeah. <laughs> I do need to take the long route here <laughs> and just do this couple more days of work don't you get more of a satisfaction like oh I'm doing good in my job yeah like, like, doing I'm the helping, right thing yeah. rather than just shutting it down or yeah. doing taking the yeah. easy route out yeah, yeah. literally because like our company has like seven values that we like like we sort of set ourselves against in everything and one of them is just doing the right thing and it's like the way I see you explained is like doing the right thing by your clients, doing the right thing by the audience, and doing the right thing by the people you work with. Yeah. So it's like don't just do the thing that's convenient, but do what's right for the every single person. Mm. And if that makes your life harder, so be it. But you have to do the right thing. Mm. Yeah. And I like it. I like what we yeah, buy ourselves on. So I'm like, oh, that's that's, that's a, a good, good thing. Yeah. It, you said like you were the youngest. Yeah. Do you find it hard to be taken seriously? by uh, other people mm. I'm quite like an observant person so mm-hmm. I think when I first started I was like watching a lot and sort of seeing how yeah. it worked but luckily like and I'm also ridiculously inquisitive like I will ask a thousand questions yeah. Yeah. and probably three times do you know what I mean like I might yeah. ask a question you tell me the answer if I don't really get what you're saying I'm going to have to ask yeah. you yeah. Yeah. So I. I can't rest until I get it yeah. Yeah. can you explain that a yeah. little bit easier yeah but luckily like within my team like my boss encourages that so I think for a little while I was really quiet and just sort of tapped away but I'm, I'm very much a I think the way I sort of became comfortable is that I kept asking for more work. Yeah. I see there's some people that will get work, then I finish it, they'll be like, okay, cool, I'll relax for a bit. Mm. I was always like, no, let me like learn something extra. Yeah. So it sort of meant that I was able to build a relationship with my team and I was just learning faster. Yeah. I was just a bit nosy. Uh, so really top nosy. tip there, yeah. be inquisitive. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to sort of, don't just do the bare minimum. Yeah. Like You don't grow from the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned you did a placement year and I know... Um, that you went abroad as well and yeah. so did you Rube so first of all I wanted to know like how helpful was that place obviously you, you said you got your placement year and then went to the place place you did your placement yeah, year yeah. but in terms of like how helpful do you think your placement year was mm-hmm. and also it might be helpful and nice to hear about how if your year abroad helped you shape okay, your yeah. career and then from you as well Rube okay, okay. so I uni wasn't really for me as a person like as in, I'm, I'm, I did it. I got through. I survived it. But I didn't love every minute. Like, this is the best four years of my life. <laughs> I didn't have that. Going back people, really, people say, I like, it's you. the best thing of their life. And I'm like, congratulations. Mm. Because for me, there were many points where I thought, 9,000, <laughs> whole thousands. Like, it just, it just didn't. I think I picked a bad uni. I think if I'd gone to a different uni, I'd have enjoyed it a lot more. But I, I picked my uni really fast. So it's actually very much my fault. But I think placement here for me was good because it showed me like working life yeah because there was a point in uni when I was like oh like, I'm disheartened because I'm not enjoying this degree I don't want to work in this thing and I actually don't know I haven't worked in anything that's not related to my degree so I'm now like stuck. where am I yeah so then but placement year was like 
like uni and working are completely different. Yeah. There is definitely crossovers and there are ways they help each other, but being good at uni doesn't mean you're good at working. Mm. And that I didn't realise that for a long yeah. time. I thought if you're really smart and you're book smart, you'll be good in the yeah. office. No one asks you to Harvard reference at work. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Never yeah. see that ever again. Literally, yeah. right? <laughs> so I think like placement year was good for me because it was like reality of like, okay, yeah. like what you've done in uni, no one really cares about your yeah. grades here. Like you have to do fresh start and you have to work hard and this is your first step kind of thing. And I think you do like, well, my degree was honestly so much group work. I don't know anyone that did as much group work as me at uni. And I don't really think it helped because I had trust issues from group work. But you have to do group <laughs> That's work. That's why you the chair by the door. <laughs> I had trust issues because in uni, people used to plagiarise from the University of Nigeria. Did <laughs> I tell you that one? When this boy from, like, this Asian boy had said in his work for a group project. And then we put it through Ted in because I had trust issues because it didn't read very well. And then my turn in comes back red. And there's 98% plagiarised. And I said, say it's not so. <laughs> and then the words for is right, the 2% was the word Z and and like those type of words, they don't count on yeah. So it was actually 100%. So then I said to myself, let's see where this boy is stealing from. It was the University of Nigeria. Oh my God. But he was from Hong Kong. So it didn't even wow. And I just said to myself, that's what I learned the hard way, that people will happily let me fail mm. in the and name of education. Because... I paid the same nine grand as him, <laughs> and yet he was happy. He would have happily watched me fail. Literally. So that taught me the hard way to have trust issues. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the office, I was like, I can't take these trust issues to the office. It's a new space. Mm. But uni did help, like, time management type vibes. But at the same time, if you're not good at uni, that does not mean, if you're not good books-wise, that doesn't mean you won't be good in a yeah. office environment because they are very different, especially when you find the thing you're passionate about. Because if you're not passionate in uni, how you yeah, approach if you don't like it. your subjects, then it's not. Yeah, it's like how you approach that is completely different to when you find something that you actually are like, oh, I'm excited about this. And also at uni, you're not getting paid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that impacted my attitude a lot. I went to uni, I was like, I'm actually not getting paid for this. I'm losing so, money. <laughs> yeah. So I found final year hell because I had done my placement year for a year being paid to work. I then was paying someone <laughs> to, to be disrespected yeah. by, by students that they want to do. So I found final year because I was like, I've actually worked yeah. and now it feels like I've taken a step back to mm. doing studying again. But it definitely helped me grow up. It definitely, like, placement year was a sense of the real world and it was fast-paced and it was very much like, you can't just not show up to work or, like, have a laying when you yeah. feel like it. No, 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 you have to be there at 9 and leave at 5.30 when you're tired, when you're grumpy, those type of things. So I like that. Then also, so when I was in second year of uni, I got to do study abroad for six months. Um, so I went to Florida. The funny thing is, that was the one thing I knew I wanted from uni. Like, placement year and that was like, yeah, cool. But year abroad, I was like, mm. yeah. Like, I, I considered dropping out. And I was like, nah, study abroad's coming. Stay and why home. Florida? So we only, for my degree, you got certain choices. Florida was the only one in America. I didn't want to do Europe because I was like, well, I can go to holiday in Europe. Yeah. And American unis always really intrigued me. So I was like, let's just see this. College! Yeah, I was like, Brad, <laughs> Literally. And then I loved it. Like, it was so fun. It was like pure independence in the sense that, like, if I wanted to go home, I couldn't. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? There was no, like, trip home to see my mom or anything. It was like, you're way away. Yeah. And, like, none of my mum and then my boyfriend at the time came to visit me in the end. But during the whole thing, it was just me. And I didn't know anyone when I went there. So there was four of us from my uni, but I didn't meet them till the day we basically flew out. So we weren't friends. Yeah. And um, I think that helped me become a very, like, headstrong person. Like, yeah. Because it's like, if I want to do this, just do it. And, yeah. if, and 
if you make a mistake and things go wrong, you you find a way to survive and you'll find a way to correct things without calling your mum or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, just sort of running back to East London. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was amazing. I think then, when I was there, I was like, okay, I want to try working because I realised that I can enjoy uni. Because yeah. I wasn't loving uni before. That was like six months I loved uni. So I was like, okay, let me do an- Basically, every time I was allowed to leave, sorry, uni, I left. <laughs> so, like, I went to America, I did place of the year. I just, when they Anywhere me, but there. Yeah, they said to me, you can do something. I said, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I did that, and I loved it. And I think, then I was like, yeah, okay, let me do placement in the year and see how I find that. Because it's a different thing, and that'll help me long term. And it did a bit. So, yeah, that was really fun. It's really fun. And, Rube, what about you in terms of, like, so you studied abroad as well. Do you think that's helped you at all or like not not necessarily in your career but as a person? Yeah, I think it helps you sort of I didn't I wasn't like completely out of my comfort zone because loads of people from my uni also went to the same uni and we all kind of lived together as well because yeah. we arranged it like that beforehand, which was so nice and they became like good friends. But I think it's nice sort of living in a an environment that you're completely like not used to. Yeah, definitely. I'm not saying it was a complete culture shock because Austra- I was in Australia. It's Still not is. that different. I mean, oh, no way. Way. <laughs> I found it culturally <laughs> quite disturbing. <laughs> I did the I, first week. Yeah, the guy. Went. Went. So these guys yeah. are obviously shocked by when when they came to visit me. I love you guys. We travelled up the east coast, and there's a lot of um, basically in Australia they don't really have like a class system or anything except people that live there now and people that were aboriginal yeah they've got a different kind of approach to life everyone's very chilled out but i like that um so yeah culture side wasn't like completely like going to china or something Mm. but yeah i do think it made me feel a bit more like open my mind makes me want to explore more Mm. um I don't think I'm that academic. I didn't really do much uni when I was there. No. But <laughs> my <laughs> eyes are massively rolling. I don't, <laughs> I don't like love like academia, like yeah. love studying. Yeah, yeah love studying. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're, you're a smart academic. individual. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so. thanks guys. Um, but yeah, so that's what I would say. Just opened my mind more, made me more um, willing to explore other places and made me realise I can like live somewhere else and mm. like do all these things on my own like yeah. even silly things like opening a bank on my own getting a Literally, phone contract yeah. on my own um yeah, just, just the, the yeah. things that you've and so used to doing here that you're like wait i don't have a yeah like my phone was locked so i had to get a new phone like, oh <laughs> my god yeah, yeah no, you you know? um they, they fixed my phone the week i left oh my god i was there for six months <laughs> <laughs> so I had to buy basically a trap. What did you do for six months? I had this Motorola. Wow, this back to the old school days. I couldn't take photos on the damn because I had to carry that and an iPhone and oh just connect my, my iPhone to Wi-Fi everywhere. Oh, I, okay, I refused to be that person. <laughs> it wasn't even like I—I I mean, like a mo- the phone, the, the camera. Razor. It was it was some wide chunky thing. There was there were buttons. It wasn't touch screen. I said <laughs> the no. Flip phone. It was a struggle. Oh mm. look. So, but you yeah. made it work. Still. Yeah. You think you get through yeah. it. And you have to laugh at these things. Mm. But you just like I was expecting to go there and have that. And if that happened in London, I'd be like, Mum, can you fix my phone, please? Yeah. <laughs> Help me. And exactly. Like so it was like Mum, Mum, Mum. And also I remember yeah. at the start when I first got there, and when I had to open the bank and do these little like like admin things at the start but I didn't have a phone that I could use yet and I the and the wi-fi in the house didn't really work and so I needed to know how to get to like the bank get it to these stress. places but how am I getting there because I don't even know where they are they're working out where everything was I basically just had to 
yeah. yeah. So it initiative. definitely, yeah, builds, builds initiative, character. Builds yeah. character yeah. matures you. It was, would it be something you'd recommend it? Because me personally, looking back on it, a yearable would have been great. But I don't know if you agree with me and Pratt went to the same uni. Um, it wasn't something that was like as accessible as it seems oh, like yeah. at your uni. It wasn't yeah. something that was like, you must do this. Yeah. It, it was more like, stay within your bubble and live yeah. your uni life in uh, Nottingham, Nottingham and yeah. do that everyone was like Nottingham and if you left Nottingham it was like wow you're, you're gonna really leaving yeah. your bubble and, and like when out. you come back uh, it's not the same like yeah. you won't your friendship groups have moved yeah. on yeah, so then it's like now right. when you're back it's just you on your own so it's like do I want to suffer through loneliness yeah. in third year just because I want to do that, a year no, abroad that yeah. is like that's not uncommon that's yeah. like a massive thing why people don't go away in fact my sister's in second year now and I think she has the opportunity to do a year abroad but she was like I don't want to leave all the friends I've made and I get that and where you went away with friends Mm. and also the bubble even, with, yeah, the bubble went with, with you, you. Yeah, I didn't really know everyone I was going out with that much except one boy from home um, but everyone everyone in Leeds goes and does something for a year even if we're not all going to the same place mm. so you just know okay it's fine when we get back we're all yeah, going to yeah. 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 yeah whereas like that's so different and yeah. I just I think I think the opportunity to study abroad is really important and it clearly has the effects it's of the building maturity mm. building but it's obviously take care of the culture of the uni because it's not for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's really important. Yeah. Okay, so if you had to go somewhere on a year abroad, where do This you is the thing, because... Um, I think I know what you're going to say. What were you going to say? I just feel like yours would be like New York or like... I would have loved to go to New yeah, York, but that wasn't an option. So when I looked at my yeah. option for my course, we didn't have it wasn't America looking was attractive. <laughs> but also, I'm not willing to feel uncomfortable. I, know, right? so I, I was a bit scared. <laughs> there are stigmas attached to these places. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going. That is one of the things as well true. when you I go abroad. It's sort of like kind of stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit and just... But as a black woman, like, I do need well. to be a bit careful. Like, you can't just Very. be like, you go whenever like, I'm not. Our friends went to a gun range, because we was in Florida, mm. so like, yeah. the, the people in the South love their guns. Mm. And they're oh, like, do you want to come? And I said, I don't think it's good for my safety. <laughs> <laughs> so people start thinking I'm the target. She went on running, don't yeah. even yeah. So, I, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, thank you very much for the invite. What's up to you? I'm going to pass And then when you come from London, that's obviously we're so privileged to be in such a diverse no, with all its flaws yeah. but a diverse culture and Definitely. you go to Australia and yeah. it's like everyone's a beach babe it's like Whoa, where do I where yeah. do I fit in here yeah. so yeah, that's that why like I'm glad terrible. I had the opportunity to go but now that I went I don't think I'd pick a year abroad that if I had the chance mm, yeah. I don't and, think I'd survive it because then, then bugs yeah. would have me passing out yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get bitten at all. I don't think I got I don't remember getting bitten yeah. we went to be honest with you we went there were some big spiders yeah. Yeah. those spiders would have me I would be over you did see spiders I did see spiders yeah. see? I, did I didn't see any spiders. snakes and I would be running a mile if I saw I'd a snake I'd rather see a snake than a spider big spiders honestly I can't do with them I know oh I'm really into bugs so when I was little like oh I'm really into bugs do you remember this I remember when I was little I used to like like, um, collect loads of insects and oh put them God. in the jar. Just and then, remember like, your garden having so many <laughs> And then look at the jar. Have I ever told you? No. I did not know this. Yeah, and we used to like, pick them up and like, like scream on our hands and then put them in the jar. Do you remember, Ruben? It was like, the thrill of running and screaming when yeah. you picked up loads of worms. Yeah, and like put them in the jar and then we'd have loads of bugs in the jar. Very and then yeah. I'd bring it in and then mum would be like, go and put that outside immediately. <laughs> and then I'd have to empty the wall outside. And we did that every single time my friends came around. That was like my fun thing to do. That's why I don't that's why I don't I'd mind bugs. I think your mum. Yes, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wouldn't. I would not go. And I'm a celeb. Like the bug thing. You would oh, not. There's no. no price on the surf. 
No, That's there's worth no it. way I'm going to. I know show. I'll be the one that, I'll be the Gillian McKeith. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be popular as hell. <laughs> 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 just fucking get out of here. Cool I, I think I'd learn how to throw down my heartbeat. Like, I would I can't do this. I'd be the Gemma Collins, I'd be gone in two days. Yeah, literally. Because I feel like I could do like the fun like white water rafting yeah, yeah. oh yeah fine. when I have things in my ears yeah, yeah. Like, oh, or in my shorts, in my shorts yeah. Yeah. and these maggots have gone up your nose oh yeah. you remember when who was it Fatima yeah. and she snorted out the yeah. No, and also with my hair as well that's not coming out that's I have to shave my yeah. head off <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like not there's not I know I'd be entertaining but no no thanks so Malik, you've obviously told us a lot about the advertising industry. Yeah. You sound very knowledgeable about it and passionate about it. What was it that made you want to get into advertising? How did you know that that was your calling? Yeah, it's a weird one. I So like, case will know, I wanted to be a dancer when I was younger. Mm. It was never like this sort of thing. Like I was gonna go to uni and study dance. You went to the Brit school? Yeah, I went to Brit wow. school. Like, I was very dancer's life like for a long, till I was like, what, 17, I guess. And then I switched out of that degree and I wanted to do events. And then um, Sari played me. Um, <laughs> that was the start of my suffering at that university. <laughs> Basically, they had on. So I got free. I only decided to change the week of clearing, change degree. Mm. And Sari had an events course. And I was like, oh, that looks cool. And Sari's not too far from London. Da da da. So the day of clearing, I, and they had a code there. I had the grades to do it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to switch to the events. The woman said, Sorry? I said, events she's like that doesn't exist i said it's on your website there's a code so how could it not exist she said oh that's actually a mistake on our part it starts next year oh, and i just well, sort it out Sally. yeah and i just think well it's a bit late now because it's a day off so there's not too much time for us to now do yeah. start again this whole search of the uk university yeah. network so mm. help me and she said, <laughs> help me so she was like well our hospitality and degree uni is very similar to events that's why we started the course next year so if you want to do events just do that degree and you can do an events modules and interplacement year and so my dumb dumb self didn't really think too long about it because i I was stressed at the time and then she lied there really wasn't much events courses (laughs) on the degree so So um, what was it it was literally like it's a business degree that focuses on hospitality and tourism industry so it's basically a business degree. Nothing really to do with it. No, it, it was a very long stretch from her. But you know, <laughs> I, I don't know her name to cut her out. <laughs> uh, I send a formal complaint. And then um, I sort of was like, okay, well, I like travelling, so I don't mind. I like, learning about tourism, I think, is so interesting. I just don't want to work in tourism. Mm. Um, and then we did a marketing module at uni, and I really liked that. And then you know that film, hmm, I'm going to sound dumb, but let's just go with it. You know that film, Fighting Temptations? Yeah. And the guy sells, does advertising for water. That's yeah. his job. And I was like, oh, that's so random. I don't know anything about how he does. So then I looked into that, and then I sort of started, and then Pete, there's this girl, like this girl called Mercedes Benson, who mm. does marketing. And I was like, she's sick. Like, she's yeah. so mm. cool. And then there's more just people I knew that sort of did marketing. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. actually like I knew the job. It was that I saw people that did it, and what they did looked kind of cool. So then I started applying for it. And then I did, my mum works in music, so my mum was telling me about music marketing, which is different to what I do, but I still thought it was really interesting. And I was like, okay, I think I can do that. And then I just applied for placement years, and luckily I got the job I got. So it wasn't like you were recruited at university? There was like Nah, big... it was just, I just applied online. Like, I, I had no experience in marketing. So mm-hmm. I was quite lucky to get the job, because I had 
actually never officially done marketing yeah. or advertising. So even when I did my first day, I still was like, I don't actually know what you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> like, on a what day to day. What is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just like, yeah. I understand what you're saying and I understand who your clients are. The concept. Are, but what do I turn on when I get yeah. here yeah. and who do I talk to? Like, yeah. So that side, so I actually didn't know that properly until I started. It was very much learn on the job. And then I sort of just liked it. Like I think if I hadn't, I just would have changed up yeah. personally, yeah, luckily, but and it worked out. In terms of like applying to um, advertising jobs, yeah, where can like are they, these jobs that are listed on Indeed or like where yeah. are we looking and what kind of words in the like description of the job mm. like so, will tell you this is all right. This yeah, sounds like a job. It's hard because yeah, they're worded quite differently. So good places to look: LinkedIn jobs because mm. it's crazy. Advertising people get hounded on LinkedIn. Like, honestly, on a day-to-day basis, I get so many emails like, "Do you want to change job?" Like, because oh, really? recruiters are con- I don't know why. It just seems to happen a lot. So LinkedIn is probably a good shout. I found my one on my uni job board because I know, like, with us, we always put them on uni job boards. Mm. Milk rounds another common one. Mm. There's also then like, if you follow, there's like sort of there's a advertising group on Facebook for like marketing and advertising people in the UK. There's a thing called Social Fix, which has a lot of those type of jobs. There's a lot of those type of things. I think Twitter's a good place for, like, creative-ish yeah. jobs as well. Um, but, like, for example, my job, they would call it, like, a media planner and buyer, which is then a bit hard because yeah. they don't say advertising. How advertising. find that, yeah. So normally, like, you know when you put jobs on job boards, like uni ones, you have to say which sector it falls into. Mm-hmm. So the sector will normally be advertising, but it might be called a media planner and buyer. But that is still in advertising. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's why sometimes we have people that want to do, like, make videos and I'm like because I see media yeah. and I'm like oh no that's not what we do like but so it's a bit of a mm, I think the job titles could confusing. be clearer yeah, yeah. It's very, big crossover in, like because yeah. media is such a broad word yeah. that I'm yeah. like you wouldn't know what that meant really yeah. that's, that's like, really helpful sort of a more digital thing that's yeah. the same yeah, yeah media is just like it's just a buzzword again yeah. like so I think if you search it by sector and you say advertising then yeah. the right things will pop up okay. or sometimes marketing because if you do it in house that's called it'd be more like to be marketing than advertising mm. so it's just knowing the right jargon yeah really. the yeah, it's, a, it's a very jargony based thing, which is annoying. But LinkedIn is good. You've very much talked openly and documented your journey over the past few years of refinding your faith. Yeah. And you baptised, was it 2018 or? Yeah, uh, like this time last year. Yeah, yeah, it feels like longer. I don't I know, know why. Right? Um, but I think it's so interesting. And it'd be nice if you could talk more about that. Yeah, sure. I went to church growing up. And then I didn't like, like, I went to this church that was just not for me. Like, mm. the average age was about 50. There were, like, three children under 20. And um, I didn't really get along with the other two. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't dislike them. We just weren't friends. So I just felt a bit like the a lone people. wolf. Like, it just felt a bit like punishment to be there. Mm. I didn't learn anything. And it was just, like, it was just, like, a routine. I don't think that's uncommon, though. I yeah, was going to say, that's agree. what I think yeah. of, like, yeah. places of worship. To Literally, like I was just like, people. oh, okay, yeah. Sunday morning, let's get ready, let's go to this place. Mm. But I didn't enjoy it, for sure. So then when I started secondary school, I was like, Mom, I'm over this now. Like, can we stop this? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's stop. So we stopped going. And then, like, I had a lot of friends that seemed to go to the same church. Mm. And they kept inviting me to sing. And I was like, and I used to work on Sundays. I used to work in retail. So I always had an excuse not to go, which was quite convenient because I didn't really want, want to go. To, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't want to be rude. So I was like, oh, I'm working. Um, so then I just didn't ever go. But when they'd post it on social media, it looked like a party. And I was like, how does this church look like a party? Like, mm-hmm. when I was sat in pews, singing <laughs> yeah, the good hymns. Me, <laughs> the Lord yeah. my shepherd. And yeah. I was just like, what? I mean, hymns pop off. Oh, listen, hymns yeah, band let's, differently. Let's not pop off. <laughs> listen, <laughs> that's not the way they start clapping, yeah, then no one's like, hey, oh. 
Shine on me. Shine <laughs> on me. And I was like, these sound like pop songs, mm. but they're not pop songs. And you're in the O2 type thing. So I was like, what? Yeah, like, it just didn't make sense to me. So then I stopped working in retail when I was on placement here, actually. And then our friend Katie was like, Malik, do you want to come? And I was like, I have no I have reason to say no. <laughs> so I didn't maybe I wanted to go. It's more just like, Intrigue. well, and, let's well. see what this, this gig yeah. is about. So we went and I, I wore bloomin' heeled boots. I thought it was going to be a, a dressy occasion. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I thought it was going to be like Sunday best. Your Sunday best. Literally, I was uncomfortable. <laughs> and we get into this like warehouse and there are fairy lights and it's all just like, this is the drummers on stage and the beat's kicking off. And I said, Casey, where have you taken me? <laughs> I was like, this is not the right this place. This is not <laughs> <laughs> I, like, no, I was like, Casey, are you sure? So we stayed and it was so cool. And I was like, oh, okay, this is different. Like, the, everyone was our age. There were people that were older, but everyone was yeah. young. Like, And there was like super cool marketing and like all the visuals look really good and everyone was just in their nice trainers and I was like, oh, I should have taken these <laughs> shoes on. You look done. I looked out of place. I was just there in my little heel top shop boots. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even walk comfortably. Then people were jumping at the front. I said, I can't jump on these heels. I'm going to break my ankle. <laughs> and it was just so weird. So then I kept going to that church of her and like loved it. But I don't think... Wait, so that was the actual church? Yeah, it's a church. Like they do, like our church does events in the O2 and like Wembley and like they sell out arena. It's crazy. Like it's just loads of young, they're older people, don't get me wrong, but they're majority like 18 to 30 year olds. Yeah. That are just the normal people, like very, like not Shoreditch vibes, but do you know what I mean? It's not like corporate (laughs) America. Like like, it's just like a cool church where everyone just wears their like jeans and trainers and chills out. And I was like, okay, like I can sign up to this. And now I've been there for like two years, and, and it's gone fast. And but. in terms of like the demographic of the like, it, yeah, to me say. it seems very mixed. Like, yeah, uh, uh, how is it led? Yeah, like, how is yeah. It, yeah, like, how yeah. Does it work? so like it's very mixed, like racially, everything like that is very mixed. And then you have like so like our pastor is if you see him on the street, you would think he works in advertising because mm. this guy has <laughs> cool trainers. This industry, <laughs> literally, he works like oh. when you see him on stage, I'm like, you're dressed so like in my head, like in my thing church growing up the guy had the whole gown yeah. the robe, near the yeah. robe mm. everything there was no sh- there were shoes on his mm. feet <laughs> like, I, the church, I don't know what he wore but mm. so when I saw our pastor I was like did he know that this is church like yeah. why is no one in their Sunday best mm. <laughs> like, this is not what I know I was like no one's wearing shoes mm. we're all wearing trainers is it casual Sunday mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like it's a one Sunday a month we yeah. do casual so it's very like it's very the vibe is very much like come as you are like don't change up for a Sunday and suddenly you, know, you wear trainers every day and now suddenly you're wearing heels yeah. mm. that's not who you are just come in what you yeah. do normally and bring your normal because there's no point in pretending like I hate this culture of oh Christians who pretend to be different mm. when church starts it's like no just own it like we all make mistakes yeah. I don't act like Jesus because if God wanted me to be like Jesus, he would have made me Jesus. Like, he made me Malik, and he yeah. knew Malik was just going to be a normal girl who likes normal things. So it's like, I don't like this whole, where you have to feel like you have to be good or, like, meet a certain standard yeah. to walk into church. It's like, nah, like, it's church. If you can't be your normal self, what's the point of going? Yeah. Like, and I think we can say, like, what this church is called. Yeah, Hillsome. Mm. Um, they have loads. So there's, like, three in London. So I go to the South London one, because it's, like, the warehouse one. Mm. They have one in, like, the Dominion Theatre. It's loads kind of crazy really and I think like the whole ideal 
I think younger people these days are actually refinding their faith at a later stage. Yeah. So, like with you and like in my personal circle, there's a lot of people. Like my cousin refound her faith as well, and I went to her baptism, and it was just so emotional. And I felt so emotional seeing pictures of yours as well. Oh yeah, yeah. What was that I like? Because I've like I don't remember being baptized. I was like, can what? you kind yeah. of explain like yeah. what a baptism is yeah. as well? So it's weird because like some people do that whole like christening. Yeah, you do christening quite mm. often, and then you do like communion when you're mm. like 13. Mm. Whereas like the way our church does baptisms is like it's your choice it's mm. not like your parents have signed you up or yeah. like you've done it because you've reached age it's like you you signed up there's no pressure and you're just saying like i'm dedicating my life to christ now yeah and there's no there's no like some churches you have to do some like six month course with us it's like nothing like that it's like a decision you're making and an action to like physically show the decision yeah mm. and that's all it is and i feel like because there are so many people that their church life and their relationship with God is based on their parents mm. because their parents brought them and their parents told them they have to do this and yeah. that. and They don't really have a choice in the... Yes, it's how their parents made them be. So then it's sort of... Like, there are so many people that have been in church all their lives but they actually have no relationship with God. Mm. They're just in the building, like how you have to go to school but you yeah. don't pay attention. It's like that yeah. type of vibe. So I feel like with baptism, it's like just you and God. It's not about who, what... Like As much as everyone wants their friends and families to be around and that's amazing... It, in reality is if no one was there it would still feel the same way yeah. it's not about everyone clapping you it's more just about you saying right here right now I'm making this decision between mm. me and God in a physical way of going into the water and coming out but it's a heart thing I mean you make a decision in your heart and then you do it how long did it take you to get to that point? So, you know what's funny? I didn't do it for ages. I did it after, like, a year. Mm, Most yeah. people do it... Like, some people do it the first day they go to church. They just oh, get baptised. Oh, that, that's a quick... Some people are ready and they're in their waterproof clothes. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite a slow person in life. Like, they had free baptisms before I decided to do it. And I think every time I was like, yeah, you, you should really do this. But I always just sort of copped out of it and was like, nah, not today because yeah. of this or because of... That. Like, because I think for a while... Like, when I got saved, I had so many misconceptions about Christianity. Like, mm. I thought, oh, you have to be... You have to know your Bible by heart before you can do it. And I was mm. like, mm, I don't know half of it. I don't... Mm. don't less than half. I hardly know any of it by heart. And stuff like that. So I was like, oh, no, I can't do it. And the reality is, is that you don't need those things. But I think, like, culturally, there's so much about Christianity that you see that is so far from the Bible mm. that you come with these misconceptions all the time. Because normally when you hear about Christianity, it's the bad things. It's, yeah. The people that, or not even Christianity, just religion. Yeah. Mm. Like, so many people do things with the name of religion that we hear about more than all the good things. Because yeah. the people that do the good things are the humble ones that stay silent. Yeah. So I heard all these things and I was like, mm, don't like this, don't like that. Mm, not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And then I reached a point and I was like, Malik, you're just not doing, like, you are ready. Yeah. You're just thinking about things that aren't important or, like, other people's opinions or how it looks. Mm-hmm. It's like, who cares how things yeah. in life look like? In, not just in religion just in life generally like if you're ready to do something or you want something other people's opinion on it should never dictate what you do because life's too short to care what Tom from down the road thinks about yeah. your life because <laughs> so Tom true. ain't got it together yeah. either yeah. <laughs> like, he don't know he's you know going what either. Mean? Like, no one's got it together so if we keep chasing until everyone thinks that we've got it together before we do stuff mm. no one gets anything done like life's too short so when you finally were baptised how did you feel after that? I cried like a child. I don't mm. know what happened because I'm not like Casey. Knows, I'm not the emotional type. No, you like don't I don't have to be touched. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like affection. I don't weep on cue. Like so, when I started crying, I was like, "What is going what on?" Was it? I was like, why? "These hormones today." Like yeah. I don't know why. Like, I just started crying. Overwhelming. Though. Yeah, I guess so. And then I don't know. I just, like, but it felt really nice. It was like there, my mum was, my family were there, my friends from church were there. And it felt very, like, supportive. Yeah. And it also just felt like a fresh start, do you know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of people, when they get saved, 
they have this guilt over things they've done in the past or whatever. And it's like, first of all, I feel like you should never feel guilty about decisions you've made before because you wouldn't get to where you are now if you hadn't done them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you regret things, that's fine because you wouldn't be where you are now if you didn't do those things you regret mm. and you wouldn't have learned from it. Yeah. yeah. I, just on that, I hate when people, like, don't have any regrets. Like, how? How? Like, I agree. It's yeah, ridiculous. It's, it's unrealistic. Like, you can regret something and still learn from There's it. There's no way yeah. you can look back yeah. and cringe and think, why yeah. did I say that? No, regret isn't necessarily a bad <laughs> yeah, thing. I agree. Like, it's yeah. not, a, like, regret. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Like, stop. 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 It's not, that's not the case. It's not a bad word. Who said, like, yeah, it's got to be bad? I agree. Like, just own it. Like, just own it and learn. And I hate when people constantly bring up things you've done in the past. Like, oh, you want to be holier than now, but what about in year nine? Shush, Thomas. Some people are so hell-bent on bringing up people's past. But maybe that's something embarrassing. in Embarrassing. Yeah, like, 100%. Like, you can't change. Yeah. Like, from year seven to now, you're not a different person. Mm. People change. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I think like, some people have trust issues. Like, oh, well, they weren't like this then. And it's like, well... You still are annoying. So, like, if you dealt with the good thing in your heart, so you haven't changed. Yeah, it's like you haven't. It's like if, if some people don't like other people changing because they haven't, it's like if they've outgrown you, own it and work out why you're not growing mm, at yeah. the rate you thought you would. Mm. Is it because you have unrealistic expectations? Yeah. Because you're not working hard, and their that growth the is not necessarily anything to do with not you. at all. Like let people grow. Don't mm. make it like, well, you did this back in ninety yeah. nine, and like, okay, <laughs> like, I was just a bubble. Yeah, like, it's just like I don't know. I think some people just need to let things go. So I think mm. for baptism, some people like it because it's like, okay, I'm owning the thing that I've done in the past, but I'm now saying that moving forward I'm going to mm, live life yeah. differently, and I'm going to hold myself to different values or morals or whatever. And would you say it's like, sorry, shaped? Yeah, your future and how you like yeah, what's changed yeah yeah. Um, yeah I feel like as like I think I feel like a lot of Christian I can't speak on other religions because I don't really know enough about them but Christianity wise a lot of morals and values of Christianity a, a lot of non-Christians would naturally have them anyway mm. so not like a whole different like if you think about like loving other people and speaking life into people that's not really a solely Christian thing yeah. you can be non-Christian and still Just believe in that person, yeah. exactly yeah so I feel like it's not the values are very similar I think being slow to anger is still what I'm working on yeah. you know like because culturally <laughs> anger is quite easy it's and like zero to a hundred yeah time. do you know what I mean and like things like gossiping when you become a Christian that's like you're not meant to do that mm-hmm. whereas culturally gossiping is encouraged almost mm-hmm. so, yeah. so like those things are more like okay Malik be active in not doing that but in a general sense I think it's just more like I don't know I think it's made me much more of an intentional person yeah I think I used to be a yes person to do whatever and just like I'm very like impulsive so like I I introduced study abroad so I just went across I wanted to go on holiday so I booked one for two days later yeah I'm quite a naturally impulsive person which is nothing wrong with that but I think being a Christian has made me more thoughtful about the things I do and the decisions I make rather than just doing it because I want to do yeah. it, being like, is this the right thing to do? Is this going to help me grow? Does this have an impact positively or negatively on people around me mm. and think about the wider thing yeah. than just me? So you're more conscious yeah. of your actions? I think I more just care about the bigger picture though, than just how I feel in the moment because some yeah. things that make you happy are still not good for you in the long run. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think I feel more, I think more about those things than just being like, oh, let me eat a cake because it makes me happy. It's like, Millie, go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's a dumb example, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, in yeah. that sense of looking at the broader net and the bigger picture and like the long-term impact. But some people do that about faith, but for me, I think that's what the faith's done for me. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's 
in a way it's like helps you to like grow as a person yeah definitely I feel like it's weird because I got saved when I started my placement year mm. so it was like working and that happened at the exact same time so I think I changed a lot or grew up a lot quickly in that time because that was a mad year for you yeah it was just a whole <laughs> lot of change like I just thought Malik like sometimes just keep things the same like mm. I just I think I've because I moved back home because I was living at uni and uni. Yeah. Placed with me, I lived at home again. And then had a job that was paying me money that I hadn't earned. And then I had Christian side. So, like, it felt like a lot of things just mm. happened at the same time. But it was cool because it was like, okay, how are you going to handle this? Are you going to be, like, an immature brat that just does what she wants with yeah. her money and spends money on whatever? Or are you going to be, like, smart and yeah. intentional and grow up fast? And, like, and also that thing of, like, using all the blessings you have for purpose. Right? Yeah. I have a job, I have a house, I can drive, I have a car, all of these things that are amazing. Am I just going to use those things for me or am I going to help the next generation or just one person and keep a door open for mm-hmm. them? Yeah. Because it's easy when you have things to not care about it and like, take things for granted. Like I often take my job for granted. But I have to remember there are so many people that are praying or not just really wishing for the things I have. Yeah. How can I help those people yeah. and how can I mm. make it bigger than just myself? Because if it's only about me... The next black girl that wants to do advertising that's struggling isn't going to be yeah. helped. You have to Because I've not helped her out. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. about, it's a so bigger it's, thing. Yeah, really about helping others. It's just because I think that, like, through life, for me, like, religion, it seems like it's more like what you can't do. Yeah, The rules exactly, and stuff. And yeah, it's like restrictive. Whereas you've made it sound way more like... That's how I saw it as well, yeah. Inclusive. You only hear about, like, oh, you're not allowed yeah. to do this. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah. But the weird thing about my church is, like, they don't they just focus on what you can do and the things like don't focus on every negative and yeah. every restriction it's more like there are so many ways I can improve myself through things I'm allowed to do like I'm allowed to support people and speak life into people mm. so like, if I have times when I'm like oh my friends are killing it and I don't tell them yeah. and that friend's going through a hard time mm. me speaking that over them and saying like oh case, I'm so proud of you right now mm. like, you don't know what that means it. to them you have yeah, no idea yeah. of the impact of that thing and it's like those are the type of things I want to make sure I do more of like rather than being like Casey, do you hear how badly this person's doing? Yeah. That's not yeah. helpful to Casey or this person. Yeah. I don't need to know. Then do you feel yeah. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. like, it's like, it takes focus off anything it. good. And it's like, I don't want to be that girl that's known for, like, sharing gossip yeah. or being rude to people yeah. or da-da-da. If I can help my friends and speak life into them and help strangers and help them be a better them, then mm. that's enough for me, rather than focusing on, like, oh, I can't do this and that. And that. If we put the same view on life as we did on religion, mm. it would make a lot more sense to yeah. a lot more people. Mm. And I guess... So, like... Now that you have been saved um, yeah. and you are embracing faith and, and that, what is your opinion on like those that have no... Because I guess religion historically has been quite... Seems quite judgmental. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. In that if you're not religious, it's like, girl, you're not living right. Yeah. But like, it's w- what is your well, opinion now, that, you, now yeah. that you've been like both you know, sides... Think- I feel like, because I, I think, because I only got saved at 21, I lived most of my life, I wasn't a Christian. Mm. And I just think there's so many people that are like, oh, people that aren't safe, can't do this, can't do that, they're not this, they're not that. And it's like, if you instead spent time loving on these people mm. and helping them grow, they would live differently. And it's like, my I don't think it's my duty to, like, save lives and, mm. like, change the world and fix everything today. I think it's instead my duty that... I have so many friends that aren't Christians. I have more non-Christian friends that I have Christian. Mm. And my thing is, I have to love them the exact same and not treat them differently because yeah. they're not Christian, but be the same me that I was before and just be a better me, but not be like, oh, well, if this person doesn't go to church, I can't now spend time with them because mm. I go to church. Yeah. Yeah. And instead just being like, 
showing them what Christianity truly is meant to be through me. Yeah. That's my how I see it. And maybe it. they might like be inspired by exactly. you. Exactly. Like, if yeah, they choose to become too. saved, that's great. And if they yeah. choose not to, that's not my fault or anything. Yeah, they might just be like that Malika's she's amazing. She's yeah. inspiring. Yeah. Like what and is it's she like, doing? That's why my thing is like instead of judging people or, or thinking that, oh well, if they're not saved then what's gonna happen? That's not my business. What's my business and what I can do is making sure that I show them what Christianity truly is meant to be. Mm. Yeah. Rather than showing them the things that they see on Twitter that is yeah. a massive turn off. And what it's done for you as well. Yeah, because I think that's all you can do rather than being like, because I think some, so many Christians are just such busybodies about, oh, well, don't spend time with these people and don't do this and don't. And it's like, just relax yeah. and, and just <laughs> be a nice person mm. and love on people yeah. Yeah. and show them what things are meant to be like, because otherwise I'll never know what Christianity was meant to be. It's now time for our tea break segment where we ask to our guests to tell us something that's inspired them or share something that's happened which has changed your behaviour and thinking in some way. Um, so I feel like my one's quite a random one because so when I grew up I didn't actually watch her show but someone that inspires me massively is Oprah. Oh, I, felt like <laughs> just, just, I just want to get her on a level. Like, she's like my godmother. Like, she doesn't know it yet. Um, but it's funny because I didn't watch her growing up but I read her book, um, it's called What I Know For Sure, and if you haven't read it, you should just... I've read it, like, I don't reread books, yeah. but that's the only book I've reread, like, three wow. times. It's wow. so good. Like, it talks about everything from, like, like her career and her mental and, like, her, like, she used to be a yes person, how she used to say no to, like, Stevie Wonder, and I was like, Whoa. that's a big thing, to yeah. say no to Stevie Wonder. Literally. And all, so, so good. But the reason I love her is because I feel like in life, it's so like everyone goes through hard times, right? Like she went through really hard times, but everyone has at some point a struggle. Mm. But I feel like there's this point in your life where you either use what you've gone through as the excuse for what why you haven't progressed yeah. after it, or it's the fuel of why you're going harder. Do mm. you know what I mean? And I feel like she's done so well at using everything that she's happened to her as her fuel for her excellence now. And I like that a lot. And I feel like she's also very good at, like, she's very intentional. Like, she doesn't, you don't hear her bitching about people or being rude. No, or, Oprah is not a nasty you know what I mean? Like, no. you never hear go- stories about her gossiping or bad things. She's very intentional of her words and her time yeah. and managing multiple things at one time. So I feel like if I could be, like, someone, it would be, you a know, Queen O. Queen O. Queen O. So that's it for this episode of the No Added Sugar podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Malik. Thank you. Thank you very much, Malik. I hope you guys <laughs> can take um, away as much as we did about advertising, refinding faith, and how much it's impacted Malik and all the tips and helpful guides she gave. Um, and if people do have any follow-up questions for you or just want to pre, um, where can they find you? Um, so easy to probably be Instagram or Twitter. I have the same at on both. It's just my name, so at Malik Broom. With, with an E. With an E. <laughs> <laughs> well remembered, yeah. And if you have any questions, feel free to shout. Great. So thank you guys for so much for listening. And please follow us on the No Added Sugar podcast. And we'd love to hear about what inspires you. Um, and if you have any feedback for us, please do drop us a message. No added sugar at gmod podcast at gmod.com. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>